Hello, this is Mike McDivitt, Interim Pastor of the New Hope Baptist Church here on December the 18th. Man, this will be the last Sunday tomorrow till Christmas. That's really something. Today I thought I would speak on that, but maybe in a slightly different way if you would. If you would, turn with me to Titus chapter 1, Titus chapter 1. I'm going to try to hurry as fast as I can. This is a lot of things I wanted to say today. I don't know if I'm going to get to all of them, so I might be brushing past some scriptures. But Titus chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, and we'll have a word of prayer. It says, Paul, a servant of God, an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect, and the acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness. In hope of eternal life, which God, that cannot lie, promised before the world began. Let's pray. Dear Father, just thank you for this day you've given us, Lord, and the privilege and honor to come before your throne. Dear Father, I pray that we would just, uh, this week as we uh, are going to celebrate, and you came to this earth, Lord, born into a man's body for one purpose only, and that was to die for me. And all those that have come to know you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I ask these things in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So right off the bat, I, I know that I've read this verse maybe a couple times in the past few months. But it has really taken my breath away. It's if, as if I've never read it before. And I've read, read the Bible through many, many times. But this particular verse stating that the plan was set in motion before the world began. The God that cannot lie was willing to give his son before the world began. Jesus Christ was willing to give his life before the world began. The Holy Spirit was willing to dwell within within us after salvation and be our comforter before the world began. This plan this plan. What's that say? That says that they, God, the Godhead, already knew that man would fail and that man would fall. And he went through with it anyway. Why? Because he loves you and me. So I wanted to speak on today on the Christmas story, which is also the meaning of life. It really is. John chapter 1, verse 1 through 5, I read the second because this first verse talking about before the world began, and the second verse, set of verses, talking about when the, when the world began. It says, in the beginning, in John 1, 1, was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word is what? Jesus Christ, right? And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by, with, by, excuse me, let me reread that. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made, it was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth it not. The word here, of course, being logos, meaning the Christ, is meaning Christ himself. The plan was set in motion. The plan was prepared before the world began. The plan was set in motion when he started to create everything and created man himself. The plan. I mean, there's so many people these days looking for the meaning of life. And they're looking for it in philosophy. They're looking for it in, in different disciplines. 
you know. But there's only one way they're going to find out the meaning of life, and that is to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Because that's the plan. That's the plan, the redemption of mankind. That's what happened. Well, of course, man, Adam and Eve sinned. And we look in Genesis chapter 3, after they sinned, the first promise of a redeemer that comes coming, talking about the serpent himself, Satan himself, verse 15, it says, and I will put enmity between thee and the and the woman and between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. This is really a prophetic verse speaking about the Redeemer that was to come. More specifically spoken about in Genesis chapter 22, when Abraham went to, uh, the Lord said, go, I want you to offer an offering on top of the mountain. And he said, I want you to take your son, your only son, son of his old age, and in most people's eyes, he wouldn't be having another one. It was a miracle that they had their son Isaac as it was. And he tells him to do that. But uh, verse 7 of chapter 22 of Genesis is, And Isaac spake unto Abraham. They're going up to the mountain now to do a sacrifice. He said, My father. And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will, now listen here, provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. And we know that he went to do that, really having his faith. It says later in the New Testament that God would even raise his son from the dead. But, of course, he stopped him and provided another sacrifice. But also speaking in prophetic words about what is to come. Well, what was to come? Well, the plan was set in motion now. Man had sinned. And so time goes forward. We look over here in Luke chapter 2, the plan set in motion, Luke chapter 2, we look down here around, let me see here, verse 16, let me see here, Luke chapter, oh excuse me, Luke chapter 2 verses 1 we're looking at. And it says, and it came to pass... <clears throat> In those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus and all the world should be taxed. And thus, and this taxing was first made when Cyrenius, the governor of Syria, and all that went to be kept taxed, one into his own city. Everyone into his own city. And Joseph went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was in a house of the lineage of David to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was, while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And it goes on. This was the plan set in motion. And it talks about in prophetic verses in Isaiah and different ones about a virgin. And a lot of, a lot of uh, um, people that 
that come to look at the uh, at the languages and the verses and dissecting them says, well, that means a young maid. Well, every time that that word was used, it meant virgin. So we'll just set that to rest. And she was a virgin, born of a woman, the seed of a woman. And we're not going to get into it today, but really the, the lineage of Solomon was cursed after a period of time because his great, great, whatever grandchildren were so sinful that no more kings could come through them. So that was set in motion that Jesus couldn't even come. But guess what? God always has a way, doesn't he? The position could only come through the uh, lineage of Solomon. But guess what? He had another son named Nathan. Through his lineage, Mary was uh, born. Through his lineage. So physically, he came through the line of David. And then his father came through the line of Solomon. The stepfather, rather. Not his real dad, but his stepdad. And every child that had a stepson or an adopted son would inherit whatever that father would inherit. So through inheritance, he got the kingship. Through the lineage of David, physically, uh, Nathan provided through Mary, physically, the lineage of David. And so that prophecy was even fulfilled. So how many people could that be fulfilled into their lives? Only one, only one, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Isn't that something? So the plan was set in motion. The God-man, God himself, the third part of the Trinity, the Christ, that's his position. When we say Jesus Christ, that's his position, the Christ, came into the body of a baby. A lot of people don't realize this. I don't know who they think Jesus is. But Jesus, the very essence of him, the soul of him, came down from the Godhead, separated from his dad, and went into that body of Jesus, of Mary's son, and was born of a virgin, having no sin. Didn't come the normal way through, through uh, men and women, right? It came through a virgin. So not having the original sin, not having even a thought of sin, the only one in history to go that route, right? Because he was the God man. Plan set in motion, right? We go back here to John. Now they here in Luke, this is what we usually read, right? And it is proper, appropriate. We read this before we open presents usually, and we just read those set of verses, and it reminds us why we are there, who we are celebrating. It isn't, some people, it's just the main thing of the holiday is uh, St. Nick, right? Or the main thing of the holiday is presents or whatever. But I thought the main thing was supposed to be celebrating and, and remembering that Jesus came and died, or, or was born in this world for us to die. If we get back here into John chapter 19, this plan this Christmas story and the meaning of life. Before the world ever began, it was set in motion. And in the world uh, starting, Jesus Christ just putting everything into gear. A few prophetic verses, not a few, a lot. We're not going to get into all those. Coming down to the head, and then Jesus Christ was born. In John chapter 19, 
verse 16, John chapter 19, verse 16, and it says, And they delivered him there before unto them to be crucified, and they took Jesus and led him away. And he, bearing the cross, went forth to a place called the place of the skull, which is called in the Hebrew Golgotha, where they crucified him, and two other with him on either side, and Jesus in the midst. Looking down here to verse 29. And there was set a vessel of vinegar, and they filled the sponge of vinegar, and put it to hyssop, and put it to his mouth. And Jesus, therefore, having received the vinegar, said, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head, and he gave up the ghost. Brought, you know, he paid, the payment was made. All those lambs were not the payment that they did in the Old Testament. All those lambs were to signify the real payment that was going to be made by this Son of God that would come down in the form of a man, be born of a virgin, die on the cross. We look into chapter 20, it said, in the first day of the week, in verse 1, cometh Mary Magdalene early when it was yet dark in the sepulcher, and, and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulcher, and she runneth and come to Simon Peter and to the other disciples whom Jesus loved and saith unto them, they have taken away the Lord out of the sepulcher and we know not where they have laid him. And Peter therefore went forth and the other disciple and came into the sepulcher and they ran together and the other disciple did outrun Peter and came first to the sepulcher and he stooping down and looked in saw the linen clothes lying, yet went he not in. Then cometh Simon Peter following him and went into the sepulcher and seeth the linen clothes lie. And the napkin that was about his head was lying with the linen cloth, clothes, excuse me, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Then went in also the other disciple and came first to the sepulcher and he saw and believed. The payment was made, the payment complete. He rose again from the dead, defeated sin in the grave, emptied out paradise while went into heaven, sprinkled his blood on the real mercy seat in the real temple, emptied out paradise as they were saved on a, uh, a credit, right? Once they, it was paid, they brought him into the heavens, and we're saved on payment in full. Isn't that something? Payment complete. The Christmas story. It's not just the birth, is it? The meaning of life. The Christmas story. Let's look here in Revelation chapter 21. The book of the Revelation of Jesus Christ. Revelation chapter 21 verse few verses of that chapter and says and I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea and I, and I John saw the holy city the new Jerusalem coming down from God out of, out of heaven prepared as a bride adorned for her husband and I heard a great voice of the heavens saying, 
Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he sat upon the throne, and behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. I'm telling you what. The plan complete. The plan complete. Isn't that something? The plan that was set in motion, though, before the world ever began. This Christmas story started a long time ago. Before the world ever began. Before the world ever began. So that, like when we get that done reading the Roman road to people, those few verses now come to make sense. In verse 9, or chapter 10 of Romans, verse 9, 10, and 13, it says, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Saved from what? Your sins. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Verse 13. A precious, precious, precious verse. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. My friend, we made it through all those. <laughs> I didn't read everything, but that's the Christmas story. That's the Christmas story. That's the meaning of life. Amen? That's right. Hallelujah. Well, that's all I have for you today. Next week uh, will be Christmas. It's unbelievable. A week from today, right? I hope that you spend time with your family and your church family and that you enjoy um, celebrating Christmas. I, I know it's a nice time to be with family and everything, and there's nothing wrong with that. I love that. But please don't forget Jesus. On what we, I know it's not his real birthday, but number one, he always was, right? But when he was born into that baby's body, but I'm going to tell you something, uh, it's not a bad thing to celebrate it, but we need to for, not forget about it, right? The main thing of the holiday is supposed to be what? Jesus, Jesus. Maybe you can give him a present this week. You know what you could do for Jesus Christ? One, you could spend time with them and determine that that's going to be your, even your New Year's thing, right? And two, he only made one prayer request in the whole Bible, and that was for laborers. So maybe this week you can tell some poor lost soul about Jesus Christ. It's a word of prayer. Dear Holy Father, I just thank you for this day you've given us, Lord, and I pray, Father, you will help us as we Tomorrow, they put the main emphasis on uh, thinking about you coming into this world. Thank you, Lord. You planned it before the world began. 
You went through with it, even though you knew what we would do. Thank you, Lord. And you paid for my sin and those that are listening. If there's any out there, Lord, help them to understand those verses that we read and to get saved today. We love you, Lord. We thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I hope you all have a great week. And don't forget to witness to some poor lost soul. God bless you.